Welcome back to another episode of Sports Culture Inside an Athlete's Mind. Today we'll be touching on overtraining in young athletes hosted by your truly, Abby Pallet. Today's episode is sponsored by Gatorade and they have a large influence on sporting world and next time you need to quench your thirst, go for Gatorade. So many athletes such as Penny Alexiak, a competitive swimmer from Canada who according to the Olympics official website won four medals at the 2016 Olympic Games and became the youngest Canadian gold medalist at the age of only 16, have a time where they realized that they made it, where they had accomplished what they wanted, but now have an even bigger goal to work towards. But so often, for many more athletes, they have a time where they realize that they were done and can no longer keep up with the demands of their sport because they just did not love it anymore. Today, many youth groups of various ages, such as 5-year-olds starting to mix soccer or 17-year-olds who just want to try something new, are encouraged to participate in extracurricular activities such as sports. The amount of effort that needs to be put into any sport, such as swimming, to gain and learn technique, take time. The pressures of being the very best from a very young age can take over an athlete to the point where they push themselves to peak too early, which leaves them with no opportunity to grow, and then they are left with a toxic and harmful relationship between sport and self. Although sports can be such a positive outlet for children, when they learn to build social skills such as resiliency, team building, and passion, it can also be an activity that consumes a person to the point where they can no longer take it and eventually have to give up on the thought that they may be and could be successful. Overtraining can put physical and mental strain on an athlete, which often has lasting effects. How a person demonstrates their overtraining varies, but there are a few common symptoms which are discussed further later on in today's episode. Strains on an athlete can not only affect them personally, but can also create tension between coaches and the athletes themselves when they fail to recognize and discuss issues that they are having within their sport. Overtraining and overuse of muscles can not only damage developing bodies, but can easily have an effect on an individual's mental health and their emotions towards a specific sport. According to Avery Fagenbaum's article, Overtraining in Young Athletes, How Much is Too Much? Overtraining syndrome is the condition resulting from overtraining and is typically characterized by decrease in performance, chronic muscle or joint pain, lack of enthusiasm about practice, and personality changes by definition. He also says that young athletes often quickly find their specialties and focus in on a specific skill set to enhance their performance in that area of the sport too early for their development. For example, swimmers will often specialize in one of the four strokes and will more often than not focus their training to work the muscles used in the stroke to ensure that they are getting maximum force with their pulls, kicks, as well as perfecting breathing patterns to increase the effectiveness of their swim, resulting in better times and a personal improvement. I, as well as many other athletes I know, have experienced overtraining and burnout firsthand. All the aches and pains seemed like they weren't worth it anymore because the effort I was putting in was not giving me the results that I was looking for, which meant I tried and tried to train even harder. But no matter how many hours a week you're putting in, if either your mind or your heart isn't in it, your body will not achieve it. Something has to be fueling the fire, and eventually it all became too much. I felt like I was hurting myself every time I had to get up and go and put my race suit on to go to meets. I felt like I was hurting myself every time I had to go to practice. I felt like I was hurting myself every time I missed my times or I could not do well in my races. I felt like I was hurting myself. Although it may appear to be effective in the short term to continually train and work the same muscles to build muscle mass, it can be dangerous leaving other muscles so weak and susceptible to injury.
Especially in youth, whilst they're still developing, it is important to ensure athletes' workouts are well-rounded and work various muscle groups to avoid overuse injuries and obvious weakness. In his article, Fagumon also mentions that one of the side effects of overtraining is overuse injuries, and for serious and competitive athletes, injuries such as these that affect their training can be frustrating and they might try and ignore it, because if there's nothing diagnosed, there's no issue, right? Into the mid-teens, children's bones are continuing to develop and have not fully matured. Cartilage, which is sometimes referred to as pre-bone, is more susceptible to micro-injuries that can have lasting impacts on skeletal development, and if overuse injuries are overlooked, then the effects can be permanent. As cartilage turns to mature bone, there is a specific process that it undergoes, and if those steps to that process have been hindered in any way, the bone may not mature correctly or effectively, leaving the person with a possibly serious condition. Rather than compensating for injuries in the short term, athletes must ensure that they are taking all of the necessary precautions in order to heal properly to get back to the level that they were at previously. Taking care of your body is more important than the sport itself. If the lasting effects of overtraining are not physical, they may be affecting the emotional aspect of a person. Depending on how quickly or drawn out the burnout is, the more emotionally exhausting it is on the athlete, which may lead to a lack of motivation to try new sports or try other extracurricular activities as well. The physical and mental resiliency and tolerance that is built up from copious amounts of training and the time that is put into improving performance makes an athlete overlook the symptoms of overtraining before it is too late and they have lost the battle. Symptoms of overtraining listed in Joe Dysteremi's article Overtraining Syndrome include, but aren't limited to, decreased performance, lack of motivation, increased fatigue, muscle tenderness and or pain, increased number of minor injuries such as sprains and strains, headaches, changes in appetite or nausea, loss of strength and maximum working capacity, insomnia, and feelings of depression or mood swings. Some symptoms, such as muscle tenderness, may be viewed by an athlete as healthy or unproblematic due to the minor pains that are associated with muscle development, such as pain brought on by the buildup of lactic acid after a workout, or may even be symptoms that are non-lasting due to overreaching, which is addressed in Fagamon's article as short-term overtraining often compensated for it with tapering to allow for adequate time for athletes to recover. Headaches, which are a symptom of overtraining, can be caused by many different things, and the athlete may not necessarily draw the connection between the sport and the symptom if they are in denial that they are overtraining. Inversely, these symptoms may be signs of an athlete's body recognizing the toxicity of the training environment and giving up before the athlete is emotionally ready. Eventually, the pressure on me to continually try and improve and pushing myself harder and harder became a task I felt I could not achieve, but I pretended to do so for months after I realized that I had peaked and I was no longer going to be able to improve because I was just no longer capable. I could no longer find the motivation to go to practice and swim six times a week with workouts twice a week piled up on top of that. I was beginning to get headaches and stomach aches regularly before practices, let alone the nausea I felt before getting ready for meets. The pain in my knee and shoulder were steady and began to affect my training. Those were pains that should not have affected me as much as they did and became the only things on my mind during practice. My own experience is an example of how an athlete may display their burnout. I ultimately ended up hating my biggest passion, and I hated it for a long time before I decided to eventually actually give up. As previously reflected on in this episode, ignoring the signs and symptoms of burnout an athlete is displaying can lead to permanent damage to muscles and bones. 
Learning to look out for these symptoms reduces an athlete's risk of injury and burnout in a healthy and positive way, which keeps the love of the sport alive rather than leaving an athlete to ponder what they could have done differently and how they could have trained to better to be better. For today's episode, we paired with Bomaville Physiotherapy Clinic. If you are looking to nurture your body, Bomaville Physiotherapy is the place to be. Their friendly staff will leave you feeling better than ever. Call 905-000-1234 to book today. Again, that is 905-000-1234. Back on track. Continuing to try and push through the symptoms of burnout rather than taking a step back to reflect on what could be causing the collapse of the athlete can create a strain on relationships of not only the athlete to the sport, but as well as the athlete to the coach. Individuals who do not feel supported by their coaches, but actually feel pressured into training by them, feel isolated, which creates a strain on relationships between the athlete, the sport, and their biggest support systems. As an athlete, you become family with the people whom you spend most of your time with your team. You have a healthy competition with those who are of similar speeds and you seek support from your team and coaches. Individuals who are beginning to recognize a decrease in their performance but may not know the reasoning as to why will almost always be frustrated with themselves and will likely not respond to criticism from the coaches like they used to. According to a study conducted on college athletes and coaches written by Jennifer Crone, Coaches often think that their methods of training and disciplining their athletes is more effective than the athletes perceive it. Types of miscommunication like these between athletes and coaches can be dangerous for athletes and their performance because if they are being overworked and do not feel as though that they have the ability to talk to their coaches about their concerns, they will likely internalize pain, minor injuries, and other out-of-the-norm feelings until they are unbearable because they have been taught to do so. Coaches can easily add to the toxicity and overtraining of an athlete due to them being more concerned about performance of their team as a whole rather than the well-being of individual athletes who contribute to the overall achievements of the team. I personally think that my coaches may be partially responsible for my burnout because I felt they were not there to support me, but to pressure me into practicing and practicing rather than recognizing my injuries and pain and putting my mental health first. I felt that I had too much to balance and that I was constantly battling for myself to try and get myself to practice and do my best all the time, but that battle was one I was handling with myself. I did not feel that I could talk to my coaches about it without being reprimanded about being lazy or not trying harder for a set in practice. Athletes who turn more towards a problem-focused method are often able to recognize the problem and come up with a solution to overcome the obstacle that they are faced with. Based off research conducted and discussed in this article, this method leads to a lower burnout rate of athletes and a higher success rate. On the flip side, however, athletes who try and avoid their problems often push down the feelings they have and are in denial of the problem, do not effectively solve the problem at hand, and are more likely to burn out. Reflecting back now, I often think that if I had a more positive relationship with my coach, I may have been able to save myself before the athlete inside of me collapsed and never got back up. Perfectionism is also a large stressor for many athletes due to the self-inflicted pressure they put on themselves or the external pressures they feel from others. These pressures and problems that the athletes are exposed to may not be fully solved due to the distractions that their sport provides. If their time is being taken up by sports and their thoughts are consumed by this as well, they may neglect the problems that they have at hand in order to have a sharper focus on their sport and their training. Athletes experiencing the symptoms of burnout may choose the mindset of obsessing over what they could do better and the problems with their performance whilst trying to distract themselves from the problem at hand, which is actually their loss of passion and love for the sport. 
When I first recognized my deterioration, I was upset, but mostly sad that I just wasn't at the point I used to be. But when I was trying and working harder and still falling behind, it got to the point where I just felt like my body would not move any faster in the water when I was racing or training. Before I was educated on what overtraining was, I thought that maybe I was just plateauing and that I could find my way back to the top athlete I once was. Every good athlete plateaus for a bit before they improve again, and I thought that's where I was, until it dragged on that little bit too long. By that point, I was mentally and physically exhausted, and I had passed my point of no return, and I internalized those feelings rather than coming to terms with the problem at hand. If your sport is taking over all aspects of your life and is constantly making you unhappy, you may need to take a step back and look at what you could have done to prevent and repair a toxic relationship between the athlete and the sport. Athletes who experience burnout often see their sport as a chore rather than a positive outlet to learn and expand their skills, but they are often scared to leave and are captured into a relationship that does more harm than good. Overtraining can be dangerous to an individual's physical and mental health, and without being taken care of, sports can persistently deteriorate a person and do more harm than good, leaving a young athlete feeling defeated and lost without the sports they once fell in love with. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sports Culture Inside an Athlete's Mind. Come back next week to listen and learn about student-athletes balancing their school, social life, and sports. New episodes every Wednesday. Pouring your blood, sweat, and tears into a sport is healthy, up to the point where the blood and the sweat is being overthrown by the tears and the pain. Once again, today's episodes are brought to you in part by Gatorade and Bumbleville Physiotherapy Clinic, who are always there to have your athletes' best interests in mind.